Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. Super excited for another episode. Hope you guys had a great weekend. If you were a member of the Navy team, uh, my condolences. I feel your pain so much. You know, we tried again this year and unfortunately came up short, but uh, I guess it's always next year, right? Anyway, I uh, hope you guys are doing great out there. Super excited to introduce to you Eric Upchurch, our COO. As you know, if you are part of our community, he is a very, very active member, and um, and he, I'm super excited to bring him to you. So without further ado, let's kick it. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. Oh, man, get excited. We've got Eric Upchurch. He is the man with the plan. Woo! What's up, dude? What's going on, Mike? Glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Not that you had a choice. I would have made, made it here one way or the other, but I thank you, man. I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity here. Oh, man, get out of here, dude. I'm talking to a celebrity right now. I'm talking to a best-selling author. Sure. Oh, likewise. Ooh, yeah. Hey, for, for those folks who don't know Eric Upchurch, you're wrong, first of all. But second of all, right, he is the man on our team. He is, most importantly, the turnkey man, the guy that you want to go to if you are uh, in looking for deals, right? If you're looking for mentorship and help, he is the, the man that pretty much knows everything that's going on. Not only that, he's our COO and he's best-selling author. So that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> right? Take it. Yeah, man. But uh, anyway, what's going on, dude? Can you explain to the, to our folks out there a little bit on your background? Sure. Yeah, glad to. Um, for those of you who don't know who I am yet, um, uh, Eric Upchurch. I grew up in Iowa, just an Iowa kid. Um, had uh, you know meager meager beginnings. We d- we did okay in the Midwest. Um, my mom and dad separated young, but they were both really hard workers. And um, you know, I kind of grew up in a household where. Money was not discussed uh, in my mother's household, and my dad loved to talk about money, so I got a little bit of piece of that. I didn't love to talk about money because he didn't have a lot of it, but he loved to talk about strategy. Like you know, I always remember him talking about Janus mutual funds, and I was sitting down on his lap reading the paper and looking at random stocks and just weird. I had no idea what it was, but it, right. that definitely started a little little spark. So anyway, yeah. But you know, I grew up in a household where um, if you wanted. Uh, new soccer cleats. Uh, you needed to go mow lawns for it. Um, I worked in the cornfields in Iowa detasseling corn, which is arduous work um, starting at the age of 12. Um, and most middle, middle schoolers got out in the cornfields and made a little extra money during harvest season. So, um, or actually prior to harvest season. So, uh, hard work was uh, bred into me, but I also learned that, um, you know, I needed to seek opportunities. So, my buddy and I had a um, had an opportunity to move to California from Iowa um, uh, about two decades ago. Now, right after high school, um, we actually graduated a semester early from high school to take an opportunity to move to California, and we lived in um, in our friend of our family's guest house in Carmel, in the uh, kind of the Monterey area. If you're familiar with California, mm-hmm. and we were able to live in that house for free. Um, granted, uh, with the caveat that we had to feed her horses, uh, while she was on book tour, she was a Pulitzer prize winning author and uh, just a great opportunity. And we, um, had to scrape by from there. Um, but we found odd jobs and such. And mm-hmm. that one thing led to another there. Um, and I ended up going to community college, um, which was great, great kind of foothold to get into transfer to um, a university. So I transferred to UC Santa Barbara where I met my wife. Nice. Um, and then after college, um, I was doing two things. I was a bellman at the four seasons, which was pretty sweet to have your, your <laughs> okay. office in Santa Barbara out overlooking, you know, the 
uh, Montecito Hills and, right. and the ocean. Um, you know, working with celebrities, checking in celebrities, I shouldn't say working with helping out celebrities, mm. but that was kind of cool for an Iowa kid to be checking people in, um, that I see on the, on the big screen. But then I was also, um, at the same time, I didn't know what I was wanted to do really what I wanted to do. Right. Um, so I was in an operating engineer apprenticeship. This is something you probably didn't know about me, Mike, but I learned how to drive heavy equipment. So, okay. uh, scrapers, bulldozers, um, excavators, and, um, hated it. So, uh, one day when my wife and I were driving back from the Bay area, um, or my girlfriend at the time, um, we just kind of had a long conversation. It was a four hour drive and we had a long conversation about where we were headed and what I was going to do. And she knew I was motivated and, um, she knew I had a lot of potential, but I didn't have a direction. So, um, I, you know, my dad was uh, in the sheriff's department for 25 years. My uncle was in the DEA. I have a retired uncle who's in the Marine Corps, um, I have an uncle who's in the FBI. So a lot of uh, kind of the family lineage, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's in my blood, but I said, what about the armed forces? Uh, let me just look into this. So long story short there, I, um, I did a lot of research and, um, I'll talk about this later, uh, when we just got, when we discuss some of my challenges, but, um, I like to do research. I like to, um, try a lot of different things. So what I did was, I put in a, a priority level. I, I had an education. I knew I didn't want to be kicking doors in and no offense to anybody who does. Cause that is a, that is a, uh, backbreaking, um, uh, effort for our military. Mm-hmm. But I just, for fear of the unknown sake, I wanted to take advantage of the military, but I didn't want to, uh, you know, get injured or, or worse. So I kind of prioritized what branches I wanted to go see. So I went and saw the Coast Guard recruiter. Then I went and see, that's right. Shout out to the Coast Guard. Coast we forget Guard. about the Coast oh, Guard sometimes. Oh, man. <laughs> so I went and saw the Coast Guard recruiter. They said, not a chance, man. We're not hiring right now. This is in um, 2004, uh, early 2004. Okay. Then wow. um, I went graduated to the – Yeah, as I was going to say, you're, you're eighth grade dance eighth grade. still. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so then I, I went to the air force and they said, no, man, we got to, us in the Navy have a program called blue to green right now. Where we're pushing people out to go into the army. And so I was like, all right, let me go check out the army. It's, sorry, Mark Yon and everyone else who's in the Marines is listening, but the Marines were my last, uh, last resort. Um, so, sure. and I just, and most of that, I kind of joke, but the most of that, um, was just that I knew the army had, you know, at the time, like 212 different jobs. Um, and I could kind of pick and choose what I wanted. I also knew that I had an advantage in that I had a degree. Um, so I had options. So what I found was that the army, um, would take me as an officer for sure. Um, and they would also take me as an enlisted member. Um, and the pros and cons of that are as an officer, you get paid a little bit more, um, which is an easy, easy enough to do the math on that um, because the pay structure is already laid out for you. Um, but I knew that I had college debt and that if I went enlisted, the Army had the loan repayment program, which instead of you basically disenroll from the GI Bill and you sign up for and enlist with the loan repayment program. So I paid off all $50,000 of my college debt um, wow. in, in three lump sums over three of the first six years of my, of my term. Nice. Um, so I had no debt. Um, which was awesome. And I got a high grad, like a $6,000 high grad bonus um, Dude, just for being grad. And wow. I came in as a specialist, which is an E4. So I got to skip, you know, through even through basic training, I was the only E4 in the battalion and, you know, got to be a platoon guide and all this other stuff. Um, so then from there, um, everything kind of changed once I enlisted. I, my, my perspective, shift kind of started to happen as far as um, looking at the world differently. I actually uh, reached, turned, turned to God uh, because I was stressed in this environment of like, dang man, I I had a lot of pressure, but I wanted to perform too. You know, I really wanted to be as good as I could be doing everything that I did. Um, So um, at the time through basic training, I had just recently gotten engaged. My wife was still in Santa, or my fiance at the time, still in Santa Barbara. Um, and I was off for nine weeks of basic training. And then I had chosen an MOS that was 17 weeks at Fort Eustis up near you. Um, okay. and 17 weeks plus nine weeks away from my bride and we had a wedding plan. So funny story is that what, and I'll backtrack when I, uh, I'll tell you later how this happened or why this happened, but 
what got me into special operations was that I had a wedding to make. Um, I had to make sure I wasn't late to my wedding. Oh, so, man. So uh, when I graduated from basic training and went to advanced training, uh, AIT, um, we had a July 31st wedding date with 120 guests coming in California. And I'm in the middle of training. I can only talk to my wife for five minutes a week, right? Yeah. And wow. I knew – and we didn't have a backup plan. So we had people come and it was expensive. I was using my bonus money and every, every other money we could come up with to scrape by to get this wedding to happen. And I knew that I had to perform and um, I was motivated to perform, but it was extra motivation knowing that if I missed my wedding, boy, I was in trouble. Yep. So as a lot of you guys know, going through AIT and any kind of training, if you miss a test, if you fail a test, if you sprain your ankle, if you get in trouble, whatever it is, and you recycle to a class behind you, you're delayed. I couldn't afford that. So long story short, I ended up being the distinguished honor graduate for my, uh, my class. And what that did ultimately was selected me for special operations without even me knowing it. Get so, out of here, man. That's so crazy. I was the first in my class to get orders and um, the rest is history from the military. I ended up in 160th um, Special Operations Aviation Regiment. Spent all six years in Savannah, Georgia at 3rd Battalion and um, loved it, man. Got to go to a lot of cool schools. Um, man, I spent a lot of time talking to you about that, but let me fast forward a little bit. Um, <laughs> no worries, man. So, awesome. So, man... Just like everybody else, a lot of people's story, right? You're living off post and you buy a house. I got this VA loan. Why not? I, I rolled in my VA loan funding fee. I rolled in the closing costs, bought the house for like 152 grand, all said and done, brand new construction. I bought it while I was deployed in Iraq. Um, and um, that ended up being, and this is 2006 now. So that ended up being a property in 2010 that I couldn't sell when I, when I was uh, almost ready to ETS, uh, ETS in 2011. And um, so that made me think, okay, well, I, I don't have any money in this and I'm making 80 bucks a month. I'm not really profiting much because first time the air conditioner goes out, you lose your, lose your money. Yeah, on right. That. But, exactly. But so now I'm, now I'm thinking about real estate at least. So yeah. Got you in the mindset. I also, in 2005, read Dave Ramsey, Total Money Makeover, right? Hmm. And that just made me start thinking about how to save and what it meant. And I'd never really put together a budget. And my wife and I, as newlyweds, were like, let's do this. So our goal initially, I'll never forget this, was to save $1,000. We're like, oh, man, because we had basically nothing when we when we moved to Georgia. So we're like, let's save 1000 bucks. That'd be awesome. So... Anyway, we were able to use that snowball kind of Dave Ramsey mindset and turn it into um, a great way to pay off all of our debt, cars, everything. So um, anyway, then I moved back to California and after I ETS, had a uh, solid um, W-2 job, which was excellent, paid just enough to, to get by. We lived very frugally for two years. Um, and kind of watched the market a little bit in California and the San Francisco Bay area was expensive at the time. Um, still is, but we were able to, um, make it work again with a VA loan. Um, and that's one cool thing that really helped me out is being able to get another VA loan. I had, a, I still had that VA loan in Georgia. I didn't have to refinance out of it because of the cost of living in the Bay area. I was able to get a simultaneous, uh, VA loan at a much higher price point. Cheapest house we could find at the time was half a million dollars and it was an attached duet. It was a nice house in a nice neighborhood, but it was on the lower end cost wise. Mm -hmm. um, so my W2 job just gave us enough income to make that payment. And we were like, I don't know if I can do it. I just don't know. Oh, but man. anyway, we held on to it for two years. Okay. And, and as you know, and I've written about this and I write about it in, in our book. Um, you know, we just waited two years all we had to do it was all market appreciation we were able to sell that house and um and then repeat it a couple more times so sorry kind of that's a little bit about the beginning but you no, know man, that's good that's where no, i'm at now everyone an insight you know about you they can kind of yeah. you know, understand yeah. who eric uptrick is you know underneath the hat right but There's so uh, much more to me than that guys I so swear. much more yeah no it is dude listen if they're following facebook they can definitely see a lot about you so if you're not 
that's where you'll find out more about who Eric is and what he's about. Because let me tell you, this dude's got so much energy. Absolutely love it. So um, that's awesome. Awesome. That's a great story, dude. And crazy about how you ended up getting into spec ops like that. That's awesome, man. Good I didn't even know what it was. I almost had no clue. So right. it, was a, it was a blessing, though, for sure. Well, it was a blessing, for sure. And, um, and, you know, and then from that, you're able to, you know, apply some good knowledge into, you know, in discipline into getting your first house refinance or I'm sorry, paying that off. Right. Until once you sold it and then, you know, getting into the next one. It's awesome guys. It'll be a link to, and, and on Eric's blog, how uh, that he wrote for bigger pockets. It was awesome. So if you understand how you can, you know, build some equity into your home and then how it forces that appreciation in over time. It's good lessons. Yeah. But, um, it was able to use three different strategies in that too. So, um, yeah. all, all live in flipping, but using three separate strategies for each one and, uh, very carefully thought out by me and, uh, and my wife. There you go, man. Awesome. So can you tell us some of the, uh, the core challenges that you had along the process of your real estate journey? Yeah. So, um, like my father, probably my dad likes to do a lot of, well, even growing up, he was always doing different hobbies. He was into wood carving for a while and then he flew RC airplanes that he would build and then he would do okay. model building and then he would do uh, dog training or metal detecting and just or starting random small businesses or multiple jobs, <laughs> whatever it was while he was a cop on the side. And so he just, I think maybe it's in my blood, but I, I like learning about a lot of different things. And uh, I haven't read this book yet, The One Thing, but I have a feeling this is what it's about is like picking a niche and kind of learning what, what makes most sense to get where you're headed, right? Right. Um, but <clears throat> it's in my queue. But um, so my challenge, I think the biggest challenge that I, that I still you know, face every day is uh, wanting to learn a little bit about a lot of different things. So to date, um, for instance, and, and that is a challenge for it's a disadvantage. It's it's great to know things, but it's also a disadvantage because you can't focus on one thing. You can't, you know, honing focus. And my wife does a really good job about saying, Eric, well, you, you need to focus on one thing to get good at it. And I know where that needs to be now, but throughout my life, I'm always kind of trying to learn new things. Um, that dovetails in really well with my purpose, which is to educate, empower, and to help people grow, which is another reason that I um, chose to be enlisted because I was able to influence 27 soldiers in my squad and be their squad leader and get them on college. So that was great. But to date now, and back to kind of real estate world, I've done live-in flips, uh, obviously turnkey. Um, I've done private lending. I have uh, self-directed Roth IRA um, where I do first trust deed investing, um, tax liens I'm invested in, uh, single and, and small multifamily flips. Um, and just investments, buy and hold investments. And now obviously I'm kind of transitioning to a larger multifamily as a focus. So I've done a lot of different things in real estate. That's crazy. And I, and I know, um, I know a little bit about a lot of things, but I, I'm now kind of trying to tailor that down to knowing a lot about one thing. Okay. So. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think that, um, I mean, honestly, I do think that most entrepreneurs have that whole I guess what I guess shiny object syndrome, maybe not yeah, sure. the best term for it, but I guess that's kind of it. And I know I suffer from that greatly too. Cause yeah. see all these awesome opportunities and it's like, Oh, I want to learn. That's awesome. And when you know that you really learn best by taking action in something, it makes it really hard for you to focus when you're tied into a bunch of different things. So man. Yeah. I, and I want to make a distinction too. Um, I'm, 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 uh, I definitely am aware that, um, I, seek out learning about different opportunities, but I'm also not scared to take action in all those. And I do every single one of those things that I listed, I didn't just learn about it to learn about it. I learned about it to do it. And I did. And then I get to see, like, I know I'll never invest another tax lien. I hate them. Um, (laughs) And self-directed IRA is great, but first trustees might not be for me. So there's a lot of different aspects to each one of those that I have tried and done and learned so that now I can fulfill my life purpose, which is to educate, empower, and to help people grow. For all of you listening out there, if you want to know something about any of the things that I've talked about or that Mike talks about, this is an awesome resource because we have this group. The ADPI team is comprised of all of these people um, that have so many different levels of understanding of each niche, um, and we're just expanding. So um, anyway, I'm, I'm 
my passion now with ADPI and just with real estate and is, is helping people. And it sounds cliche or whatever, but man, that's what drives me every day. If you ask any one of the ADPI members, yep. all I want to do is, is to bring somebody else up. And I think that's why I succeeded as an NCO um, as compared to um, maybe a higher level officer. So absolutely agree. Absolutely agree, man. You guys will definitely get to know Eric. The longer you stay with us, it'll become very apparent. So, uh, awesome, man. So tell us a little bit more about you and your role, right? For ADPI, you know, give us some insight on some of the inner workings on what you control and what you do and how you help yeah. our guys. So, man, I guess let me start. I'll, uh, can I start with, uh, how I was introduced to ADPI? Please, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, that's right. True. Let's start with how you got started. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a good, a good, um, you know, good partner and friend of ours now, Nathan Brooks, uh, he, he owns and operates, um, bridge turnkey. Um, he actually, so I had been messaging him about their properties. I listened to him on bigger pockets three times and said, I'm going to reach out to this guy and just see if he'll even listen to me or message me or whatever. So we got to talking on uh, Facebook messenger and then he just said, Hey, have you heard about, uh, this new company or this new group on Facebook, Active Duty Passive Income. He actually connected me with um, you and Markion. And, um, you know, shortly after, probably a month later, I was part of the team and we were ready to take this thing to new heights. And so, and that I think just came from you guys seeing um, that my passion was similar to yours and that um, I was fiercely wanting to get people educated in the real estate realm, especially military members. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of how I got started with that. That's exactly, that is exactly. All right, man. So now from kicking ass from that point, yeah. what you got? So now where I am now is, uh, I'm the grunt. I am the one who does all the legwork. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, man. So <laughs> as you can really see, cool. we put him to good what, work, right? <laughs> what's, really, what's really cool about this team is, is we all work hand in hand together. So what I do is really, um, help connect our members, um, get, hopefully, um, get that spark to get in, get in our community, uh, to get started in the club and just to take some level of action. Um, but, but ultimately using my experiences in turnkey and connecting people to get their first deal. I mean, we're literally just making this process mm. so easy. Mm. We, uh, we were just looking at some comments that we had, um, uh, some private comments we had, um, in an email the other day. Um, somebody was just like, yeah, I just don't know who to trust. I don't know what process to follow. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. And, I'm telling you, that's exactly what we're doing. And we have plenty of testimony out there, but I love hearing guys who are hungry, but just don't know where to go. Well, that's exactly what we are. And that's exactly why I gravitated to ADPI. And that's exactly where I want us to go is just to be able to take guys who are hungry. And I'm not, just to be honest, guys who are kicking tires aren't going to work out. And you go to any of these seminars, I've been to a ton of seminars. True. Um, Guys who are, you know, 95% of the audience is probably going to go, yeah, this is great information, and then just never go take action. We have a distinct advantage in the military community that most of us are action takers. So I love that, and I, that, that lights my fire. When I hear guys go, I want it, I'm going to learn about it, and I'm going to go do it. And then if you've got us on the back end going, here's how you do it, and let us walk that walk with you, Yep. It's, it's a, it's crazy. It's a win-win, man. It's awesome. It really is, man. It's great. And another so I'm a facilitator of good news. And that's yeah. how I think of myself. That's true. No, dude, that if is. You want it, yeah. We'll get you there. You are the I guy. I love seeing other people's dude. success too. Right. So, so I love seeing other people's success that right there. When you hear one little thing of a uh, little positive feedback from somebody who's had a little moment of success or who's had, who's, who's gotten to that next level, man, that drives me. And that is, that is better than any paycheck. That is awesome because you're influencing somebody. And I I know that, uh, from my core that I'm an influencer and I love to help people. I've said that a few times, but, um, I didn't choose that either. That's just a personality thing. When somebody else says, Hey dude, you helped me do this. Ah, lights me up, man. It's your calling, man. It is your calling. And I found it. I found it. So amen. Fortunate. That's the truth, my man. And another thing I hear too is that, you know, like a lot of people are scared to take that risk, but they don't realize that they're in a profession that you take risk every single day you show up at work. 
You know what I mean? I mean, Absolutely. real estate's not hard, right? Something that you always tell us in the group is why I love having you on the team. It's perspective, yeah. right? You know, while we're in the middle of trying to put things together and we're on tight timelines, and of course we got our job, you know, our mission that we have to focus on, you just think about it. It's like, well, okay, you know, writing a book is not as hard as driving a ship through the Suez Canal in the middle of the night with no, uh, no sleep. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like, you know, it is what it is, right? Um, so yeah, I, I really appreciate that, man. And you are changing lives. So, you know, never, uh, never feel bad about what you're doing because nope. we're making that difference. Ooh, yeah. Take it. So yeah. All right, dude. So tell us, uh, so let's share some insight on that turnkey process. You know, when you're, when you're connecting those dots and you find yeah. those deals, walk us through what it looks like from your end. Yeah. So we've developed relationships with key, um, turnkey operators in, um, the U S who, who provide a real turnkey process turnkey meaning if you don't, if you're not familiar with it um, is really start to finish. Uh, they buy the, they buy the property, they renovate the property. Um, anything, typically anything that doesn't have 10 years uh, life left on it will be uh, replaced. Um, oftentimes you're getting brand new kitchens that are modern, brand new bathrooms that are modern, all new flooring, paint, uh, mechanicals, uh, plumbing, even if it need, if need be new roofs. So really the house is in be- the best shape. And we're talking about single family here. The house is in the best shape it's been in since it was built. Um, mm. so, uh, if you get a, you get a look at the property, you get the due diligence folder where you can, um, evaluate the numbers, run the numbers and do your own assessment. It's always a good idea not to just go off the pro forma from the turnkey provider. But, um, one thing that we do is help people walk through the numbers too in our book, in our course, the Academy, I have to pitch, of course, because that's awesome. It walks you through how to evaluate properties and all that stuff. Um, but we, we also have packages and stuff that offer our individual help to make sure people are, you know, getting a great deal. Um, so if the deal is evaluated, um, you make sure that you are qualified to purchase. And a lot of these turnkey deals are going to be, not going to be cash. Not a lot of people have say a hundred thousand dollars cash. So you've got to have a down payment, a 20% down payment. Um, and, um, that can come from a lot of different ways, but, uh, then you reserve the property and, um, you have the property inspected and, um, the property closes and actually before it closes, you can look at the scope of work and compare the property inspection to the scope of work and make sure that there aren't any items remaining that are, um, item like code violations, item of major concern or safety concern. Those are the major things you would want to um, have the turnkey company go back and look at and make sure that it is up to code and, and up to safety, um, safety regulations or whatever, or just safe in general. Um, so you're, we're buying these two, I, sh- I should mention. Uh, we typically go and look at these things as um, great investments if they meet the 1% rule. That is, if the monthly rent meets uh, is, is 1% of the purchase price. So say you buy a $100,000 house and needs to rent for $1,000 per month. That's a general rule of thumb. And some of the nicer houses may be just under that. Some of the houses in a C, C neighborhood may be just, just above that, which is a little bit nicer, but then you have a little bit more risk of uh, maybe tenant turnover and stuff like this. So there's a balance in all of that. And, and we're good about helping people evaluate those things. So by time you close, you have a down payment that goes into the deal, um, and then it is it is already tenanted. There's already a lease in place, 12 to 24 months, um, in a property that's been totally renovated and uh, very nice. If you see some of these some of these deals, and I own turnkey properties uh, from our providers as well, and um, and they are actually my parents are now buying turnkey properties as well, which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, it's just a, it's just a great way to. Invest in real estate passively. If you can't flip or you can't do the Burr method, which Baker Pockets talks about a lot, um, then it's a great way to put your money in an asset that is going to cash flow. Um, cash flowing assets is what we want. We never invest for appreciation, uh, always cash flow. Icing on the cake. Yeah, so it's just a really good way to invest passively. Awesome, man. Hey, real quick, I want to go back to something you said uh, just so we can make sure we cover it, but the scope of work, right? Yeah. You were very, very clear and we talked about, you know, what you can use and how to verify it with the with what's being done. But can you just talk real quick about where you get it from and 
you know, what it kind of entails and whatnot? Yeah, the scope of work is provided um, by the turnkey provider. And usually what that does after they get bids from the contractor, um, they're, they're going to know what deficiencies the property has that need to get um, renovated. Okay. So they will actually provide you with a, an Excel, a scope of work Excel that says what is going to be fixed, what date it was fixed, how it was fixed, if there's anything remaining to be fixed. And that's kind of the, the scope of work on the project, what is going to be repaired or what was repaired. Nice. Nice. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. That is definitely important to get, guys, because you want to make sure that, you know, that's your tangible way of verifying everything that's going to go on in the process. So trust but verify is a phrase that's, that's right. famous in the military. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, awesome, man. Appreciate it. Um, so let's talk about uh, – some of the things, uh, or oh, as a matter of fact, let's just talk about the book, right? Because I know that that's that. kind of like the, yeah, that's kind of like the hot topic now. We just launched it in November, but we want to talk about some of the stuff leading up to it because you were the main man that coordinated it all. And, you know, I'm telling you guys, this book would not be what it is today if not for Eric's help and his well, into it. Definitely a team effort. Um, this thing, one of the craziest things I've ever done for us to, uh, I think it was on the heels of the, uh, an event we went to in Chicago and we just said, all right, we're going to publish a book in the next three months. I mean, it was, you don't ever do that people. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so (laughs) thankfully, thankfully we had, uh, you know, guys like Mitch Durfee, uh, who is one of the co-authors who had already been through the process and he helped out a lot getting us, um, to, to, uh, to hit number one with, uh, you know, certain strategies, but also, um, you know, we just, we just, the one cool thing about this was that it was all, all of our collective experiences. I also have to give a shout out to Mark on because the ebook that he put together was essentially the foundation for, um, you know, half the book. Um, we, we did a lot of, of rewriting and editing and formatting, um, in that three month period. But the, the, the biggest piece of it was, it was, it was great that, we were able to just use our knowledge. We didn't have to do a ton of research for the book. We all added our own pieces of our own personal experiences and knowledge based on real life military uh, or veteran strategies that we've really used. And there's a ton. If anybody hasn't read the book, just go get it somehow. Um, we've made it as cheap as we can. It's not a profit maker. This is just an information thing for you guys. So um, there's, there's tons of strategies that all of the API members or uh, team members have used to invest in real estate that we, that we cover. And so we were just able to incorporate that into the book without doing a ton of research. And that's the only way that we were able to get this thing done in three months time. But, um, so it was, it was a lot of nights and weekends and I have to give a shout out to my wife, Talia for, um, not only helping edit the book, but also, um, allowing me to stay up late and, uh, and edit, write, format, re-edit, reformat <laughs> it's a nuts process man oh man but uh you know we put a lot of hours into it that's for sure yeah that is the truth man but you know it all worked out and you're right now thanks to everyone in their individual part for it yeah guys listening out there you guys are awesome um and thank you too for for helping orchestrate it because that's I'm glad to be a part of it man it, it, we're still getting feedback um every week yeah. we're getting feedback from people who are like i just bought 20 of these things and i'm giving them out to people at the mwr or whatever you know and Right. I've read it. Tw- people said I've read it twice already. It was awesome. And we just, you know, looking at it from our perspective, man, we didn't know it was going to have that big of an impact. We just wanted to be able to establish ourselves in that space as an SME and, and, uh, lo and behold, that's exactly what it did. So and that's what it did. You're right. But you know, it, it's crazy because it has changed people's lives, even just yeah. the mindset. Right. Yep. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's very exciting. And guys, if you, uh, if you haven't read it yet, please go out there and go pick it up. Uh, it's definitely, definitely a good book. Uh, it's a page turner for sure. And something that you'll will just cause you to think about things a little differently. Uh, and we want to hear, we want to hear from you, you know, even if you think it sucks, right? You think it sucks? Let us know. You know what I mean? <laughs> try to, try to, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know I mean? I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's good. You know, you know what I mean? It's criticism goes both ways. Yeah. I'm just kidding. And, yeah. And, and we, we, we put in the book also that, well, it actually, at the, at the beginning of the book and several places in the book, we understand that this book is not, um, 
doesn't contain all the meat you need to be a successful military or veteran real estate investor, but it is the great, a great value add to starting that spark in your life exactly. to get your butt in gear and to do it. So um, it's just a, if we can do it, you can type of thing yeah. um, to get you to start connecting and thinking of ways just to go. Right. Exactly, man. This, this book will get you in first gear, maybe second yep. gear a little bit, but it's not going to take you all the way there. Your action is really what's going to drive your results. So, That's right. Great point, man. Great point. All right, man. Word. So let's talk about some exciting stuff that's coming on down the pipe because we all know that that's, that's really what everyone wants to hear and listen to too. So what's, so show us, uh, show us some man. awesome stuff that's happening. Mr. C in the background at ADPI, yeah. we are working. First of all, got to say congrats to you. Full-time ADPI, Mike Foster. What an honor. What a bold move. Uh, and, uh, congrats to you and Cheyenne for, for taking that leap. Pretty awesome. Appreciate it, man. That's um, so that's, that's really one of the, of the coolest thing that ADPI has going on right now is, uh, starting to think more long-term. We thought of 2018 as our, as our walk phase as our crawl phase. 2019 is going to be our walk phase and tw- by 2020 we'll be off and running. Um, a lot of people are starting to reach out to us from a lot of different, um, angles now and wanting to, to do, partnerships and and I think the book and just our diligence and the Facebook group and what we're doing in the community on podcasts and just PR stuff um, is really putting us in a position to help a lot more veterans. And that's, that's the goal uh, after duty and veterans. And um, it's not about ADPI. It's about really our mission. Uh, Mike, you just did the pie in the face challenge. I wish I could call out everybody who listens to this right now, but um, national coalition for homeless veterans um, we are we're supporting that cause. There's 38,000 homeless veterans out there in ADPI, thanks to Mike. Came with this idea of just putting some uh, some whipped cream in a in a pie tin and um, calling out the National Coalition for Homeless Veterans and smashing it in your face. I had both of my kids do it. Um, I urge everyone on here to go on Facebook Live and just do that and call out two or three of your friends and um, let's get this thing rolling because they they're doing great things for vets and. Um, you know, veterans deserve to be off the streets. Um, and they do a lot more than that also, but, yeah. um, what else we got going on, Mike? We got, um, we're always, um, figuring out ways to add value to everyone, um, of our members and all of our community. We have a ton of free things now. Mm-hmm. And we also have, um, packages for coaching and teaching and mentorship the Academy. We have the start to spark community, which we're building, um, uh, the priority group, and, um, and we're going to get much more deliberate here very shortly about um, how the breakdown goes. But we have some really cool things that I can't quite talk about yet that are really going to add value to it in like a no-brainer way, man. Like the things that we're doing are going to make people so successful and it's the easiest way possible that you can do it, uh, which is just an amazing spot to be put in. Yeah. So stay tuned to ADPI because um, we're here for you guys and uh, we are not just here for you. We are excited. Like if you guys could hear some of our conversations, we use Voxer a lot. We are so excited to provide value to our members and just to anybody that can reach out to us. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And and Eric, he alluded to it. Um, I am officially out of the Navy. You know, I haven't announced it yet. Um, it will be announced later on, but you know, I'm out now and I am uh, full time ADPI. So, uh, it's, it definitely comes a little challenge, but it also presents a great opportunity for us to help you guys out. And, you know, I'm focusing a lot of time now I'm taking calls, right? So I'm going to put my Calendly link in the show notes for this page. If you guys want to hop on a quick call about 30 minutes or so, right. And just let me know where your goals are. Let me know what, you know, where you're, where you're headed. You know, we will uh, field that call and we'll get you thinking and growing in the right direction, add some, some quick value into your life and just show you, you know, some good next steps. All right. So, I'll double that, Mike. Let's, we'll put my calendar link on there too. Office hours. Um, yeah. We've got, we've got a lot of stuff that we can share with guys. And if people are willing to, to reach out to us, um, we got to do everything we can. So. Awesome, man. I'll see that my time even after hours if I have to. That's what I love about this, man. You guys have no idea, man. This dude works like, I mean, how many jobs do you work, man? Like really, real talk. You know what I mean? You got, got a lot of least, stuff going at on. At least five, buddy. Something like that. 
crazy, right? But still, I love it. In. I love it. Yeah, well, clearly, you know, I mean, and it's awesome. And, you know, that's outside of the stuff that you're doing for yourself and your family, right? So, you yeah. know, I mean, you definitely don't have to be doing this, man, but you, you definitely inspire all of us on the team. And I know you inspire those outside. So keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep hard charging. Yep. And yeah, Eric's link will be part up. of my, part of my perspective, man. Part of my perspective is, is, uh, that, I, that I'm clear with is that, uh, I love influencing people and I've found my, I found my passion. So that's it. You know, there's no other reason to live. You know, it's kind of funny, funny story real quick. When I realized, I realized this, I've been developing this kind of, uh, abundance mindset, mindset and thought process. And I'll talk about a little bit of that when you ask about, uh, uh some of the readings later, but man, I was sitting in LA traffic two years ago, probably, uh, for my W2 job, just sitting there in a rental car. It's actually had to have happened to be a, um, maroon Dodge minivan or something like that. <laughs> and I'm sitting there just looking my hands on the wheel and I'm looking to my left, looking to my right. And, and I'm going, I am so insignificant. And I remember saying that and it, it sounds kind of doomsday-ish, but like, I really started thinking, man, I gotta, I gotta get out and like make a difference. What am I doing? I, you know, I was doing, taking action in real estate still, and I was doing things for myself and whatever, but I was like, I got to help just like as an NCO, I made all 27 of my soldiers start a college application and set a curriculum to go to college. Like those are just things that I know that I can do for people. So if I didn't have little moments like that, and we call them aha moments or whatever, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have connected with you guys. I wouldn't have reached out to Nathan Brooks. I wouldn't have done all those little things. So you, you've got to take a moment and take advantage of it. This is your moment. Maybe right now when I'm calling you out and saying, connect with Mike, connect with me on Calendly and have a, a quick phone call. Just do that. It'll change the course of your life. And so I've had a, a bunch of those little moments like that. If I would have done something differently, my, my life wouldn't be the same as it is now, which I love. I found my passion and I love it. So. Amen, brother. Amen. God, man, it's inspiring, dude. Super inspiring. So make sure you guys go out and connect with them. Oh, I'm like in the moment right now, dude. I'm feeling that spirit, bro. I love you. All right, dude. So <laughs> let's uh, let's take you to the bonus round so we can get you out of here. Let's do it. Yeah. Tell me, what is your favorite book, my man? So I'm a big mindset guy. Um, Everyone says, you know, uh, rich dad, poor dad. I don't know if that was my favorite book. That was definitely a get started type of book. Right. Um, Cash flow quadrant is a good one that happened. I'm just going to lay out some of them here. Cool. Cash flow quadrant was a good one because I realized that I I need to be in the I quadrant and in the investor quadrant, um, mm. not in the in the employee quadrant or whatever. So, um, but the biggest effect, the book that had the biggest effect on me was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Hmm. So, okay, that is a good one um, because, and it was written like in the twenties or something. It's just so true. It's awesome. Right. So, um, think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. That that's a, a huge mindset book. Um, and that's just like, if you believe you can achieve type of type of stuff, which, yeah. and, and I also got to urge people to go and this is super cheesy, but the, uh, go on YouTube and watch the secret. It's just about like laws of gravity and, um, you know, the, whatever you put out in the, whatever energy you put out there in the world is what you're going to start to receive back. The world's going to start to seek a way to give you that energy back. Right. Um, and you know, that's also why we write our goals down every day because you're literally transferring energy from your brain through a pen to a pad of paper that, I mean, that's kind of a granola thing, I guess. And I'm not really into that stuff, but I do believe in energy, transferring energy and just putting it out there. I go to a, a shopping mall, God forbid, if I ever go to a shopping mall, I always say, I'm going to find the best parking spot. The parking spot's going to be right up front. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to love it. I'm going to park there and I'm not going to have to get out in the rain. And I tell you, it happens more than not. It's crazy. Sounds, sounds crazy, but I, so I'm a big mindset book type of guy. Okay. That's awesome, dude. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Make it happen. <laughs> Hey, that, that YouTube video, is that like a series or is that like, no, it's just a one-time thing called the secret. Okay. It's a great, yeah. Put, you should put that in the notes. Yeah. I'm about to look for that and put that in the notes. Maybe if you don't mind, if you have it like a quick link or something, if you don't mind sending it, toss that in. All right. Sweet deal, dude. All right. Question number two, you already know it. Who's your biggest hero and why? I think right now it's gotta be David Goggins. 
Uh, oh man, Navy, Navy Seal. Navy Seal. Uh, he was overweight. He was running through a park one day. And I'm paraphrasing. I might screw this up, but he was running through a park one day. He was fat and he was lazy, and he was just like he just made a decision. He's like, I'm going to be a Navy Seal. He was he was tired, run through a park one day, sat down on a rock, something like this, and he was just like, I can't believe this. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go be a Navy Seal. And so he did. I mean, he went through all the stuff. He was, he sinks like a rock in the water, but he, I mean, he's still, he's crazy. If you haven't seen David Goggins, um, um, connect with him on Facebook, watch what he does on Instagram. Dude is insane. Or, or listen to him on, um, on Joe Rogan or Jocko Willings podcast because he's a beast. I mean, he runs like, he'll just go out and, and, uh, run a hundred mile race and break every bone in his feet and still complete the race because he can. (laughs) It's like, so, you know, and and a lot of the mind over matter stuff is crazy because, and he talks about this a lot and we learn this a lot in, you know, kind of, um, I don't know if we, they teach it, but you learn it in special operations. Um, uh, some of the training we did is really like, you think you're, you think you're done, right? You think you're just spent. You can't do any more. Your body is really only at like 40% of its capacity. Your mind is at hundred percent. So if you do a mindset shift and that again is perspective and mindset stuff, but like you just have to think that you can more often and you can drive through some of the craziest things. And he's a testament to that. It's amazing what he does That's and epic. what he has done. Yeah. That is absolutely epic. Dude. I, I, I honestly do believe that. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, that's a good hero to choose. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. Yep. Word, man. All right. So let's take it to the nuggets, bro. What you got? All right. So a couple of golden nuggets for you uh, um, people who are listening and not sure. Um, I would say, first off, take a look at your life. Are you a self-starter? You know right now, just by thinking about that, are you a self-starter or are you somebody who needs help? If you're somebody who feeds off other people's energy, you're somebody who needs help. And I don't mean like self-help, uh, woe is me, I uh, can't need help. I mean just somebody who feeds off other people's energy and just does better in a group exercise class than at the gym by themselves. Mm, um, that's true. If you are a self-starter, you're driven, you've been successful, maybe you've started a business, a side hustle, um, you're getting things done when, when no one's looking, that's a self-starter, right? So right. know which of those categories you fit into and then attack your mission based on, or your life purpose based on which one of those are. So that's number one. Um, if you are the type that needs assistance or feeds off other people's energy is the best way to put it. Get a baseline education. I've done this. I've paid thousands of dollars for guru training. Um, that really just led me to having some great relationships down the road because I didn't take appropriate action at the time. Um, but get a baseline education, um, whether it's books, podcasts, um, basically you want to know enough to be dangerous. Uh, and I say that not a, not a bad way, but know enough to be dangerous in whatever you're trying to do. So just learning the baseline of whatever you're trying to tackle, whether it be real estate or whatever your thing is, hopefully it's real estate. Cause here we are talking about it. But, uh, so baseline education, number third one is, um, get coaching. Um, because everybody needs a coach, even the highest level athletes in the world need coaching, right? True. Um, I need coaching. I have coaching. I have mentors. You have coaching and mentors. You talk about that in the book. Also mentors led you to where you are today just by happenstance. Almost one thing led to the next thing. And then you kept on hearing one thing over and over again. And you're like, dang, I need to do that. So coaching mentorship, get it. And, um, it's, it's not too hard to, to find people who are willing to help other people. You're talking to two of them right here or you're listening to two of them uh, right here. <laughs> uh, and I always think of it as uh, like a father guides his son, right? Um, I, ha- I have two boys um, and I try to give them guidance and I have conversations with them at night about if you listen to me and you take in the information, I can save you some level of pain, whether it's not physical pain or just, you know, pain learning or whatever it is come straight to the source and I can give you that mentorship. And so, um, like a father guides his son. Uh, the last one is, um, should be great for everyone listening to this. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. You've got to be okay. 
for me right now, I'm cold calling brokers like you wouldn't believe. Like I'm, I'm cold calling at least six brokers uh, across the country a day. Dang, man. Because why not? What's the worst that can happen? They can't jump through the phone and, and strangle me. There's nothing bad's going to happen. Sure. Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable calling, getting a hold of Mike when he posts his calendar link. Go in there and sign up for a call, a free call for Mike. You can see him right here. You can hear his voice. Why not? It's free and he's not going to attack. It's, it's no big deal, right? So get, uncom- get comfortable being uncomfortable is kind of my last tidbit. Because that is what is going to make sure that you succeed. Your success is on the other side of fear and comfortability. Amen. Amen. Great way to end it, dude. That was powerful. Listen, guys, if you guys haven't picked up yet, you need to pick up on it. Just come reach out to us because we're available and we are here for you. All right. So make sure you get in touch with Eric. Get in touch with myself, one of our team members, you know. Like I said, we're here for you guys, and we are here to see you guys succeed. And we want to see you guys succeed. And we want to hear about it after you do. So yes. So please, guys, subscribe to this channel. Make sure you guys leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. Right. Let us know how we can improve because, you know, this is, again, for you guys. So if And you guys- ask Mike about rapid deploy. I'll, oh. leave, you, I'll leave you that challenge. Oh, Whoever is man. listening to this, ask Mike Foster about rapid deploy, and he'll tell you all about it. There it is. Ask me about it, and I promise you I'll tell you about it because it is exciting. All right. Hoo-yah, man. Thank you so much for your time, Anytime, Eric. I know man. you got stuff you got to get off to, but uh, appreciate it. Keep killing it, brother. Talk you to you too, soon. Bud. Later. All right, all right, all right. Well, hey, there it is, man. You heard him. If you guys want to know more about Rapid Deploy, make sure you please get in touch. And also, if you want to find out more about what's going on, Get involved in the community. All right, there's no better way. All right, come hit up our Facebook group or check out our website, www.activedutypassiveincome.com. If you are ready to take immense action and you accomplish your goals, you better at least schedule a call with us, all right? So we can get on the same page, figure out where you're going, and help you on your journey. All right, super excited to have you guys here. Thank you so much for all your time. Thank you for your service. Thank you for what you guys do and keep kicking ass. All right, I'm out of time. So I think I'm going to get out of here. I don't really have much else to say, but uh, I got a lot of stuff to get to and I got some calls to hop on. So I can't wait to talk to all of you. Take good care. Ciao.